this Pocono Raceway weekend update and recap and all that other good stuff. The edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, in- improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Yes, indeed. We are doing it live. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. We're bringing back John Gender one more time because he was our man on the ground in Pocono. Had to bring him back to share his awesome, awesome day. And then, of course, Cody having a fantastic weekend as well over there in Iowa. Not only did he get to watch the races... But he got to hang out with a couple of our buddies, and I'm a little jealous of you, Cody. I hope you had a great weekend while I got to watch it all on TV. I did. I had a lot of fun. Man, it was great. Fastest short track on the planet is no joke. It really, really is so freaking fast. Those cars get around there at amazing speeds. Absolutely incredible to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Two races, too, which was nice, uh, having the doubleheader there. So a uh, lot, lot of fun. A lot of fun, but John also had a lot of fun over there in the Tricky Triangle in Pocono. I understand, uh, John, that you are a few shades redder than you entered the uh, Long Pond area this, on Friday. Yeah, when you were introducing, Cody, I was like, you were, and you were saying, I'm Rod, and th- or this is Cody. I was going to be like, and I'm sunburned, but that was going to be my whole thing. But you, <laughs> you ruined it. Um, but if Cody had fun this week and I had more fun, so Ooh, I, I think that was probably top. <laughs> What what do the kids say? A core memory? We'll go with that. I, think it's a, I got I got a lot, so everybody should buckle in because good times this weekend. Ah, uh, Ty Tiger was that Hamlin in the intro? I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. I'll wreck Kyle uh, Larson. Obviously to win a championship. not Denny Hamlin because he doesn't have a championship. Doesn't know how to win one, yeah, yeah. nor does he want to win one. So uh, not not Hamlin for sure. Can we start? Should, can we just start there with Hamlin? Then I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good intro, right? You know, and that's the thing, too, with with Hamlin obviously winning. Um, We talked about it in the the betting show as far as who was going to win this. It would be Hamlin. Would it be Bush? I mean, I told you that we'll go over the bets later anyways. I told you to take the Quinella because I didn't know. You know, obviously I said it was going to be one of them. I just didn't know which one it was going to be. But I didn't think Bush was going to suck that bad. John, you were were there. You got to witness everything up close and personal. What was that last stretch like in there actually in the state uh in the the raceway so in my mind when so if we're going to right when priest spun out you kind of heard everybody stand up and it just that collective 
excitement because of every, what everybody thought was coming. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, and they didn't throw it right away. And I was like, this is going to be something either way. Um, and then obviously we all know that they didn't throw it. I'm not probably as mad about it as Cody was sounding <laughs> off about it because I read some of the explanations and I can at least understand it, right? Like, hey, this is a longer track. You couldn't get around. I, but I get that part of it. Yeah, I understand. My issue is if it's a caution, if you were going to throw it, then it's a caution from the get-go. Yes. If you didn't throw it, then as bad as it sounds, it's not like it was a wreck. He spun out. So we don't have to rush anything out there because he they were hoping he got up to speed. So if they were hoping he got up to speed, we're not worried about injuries, right? We're not worried about so then just don't throw it at all. And so my my thing too, when I saw the spin, and obviously we all did it. We all sat there and waited. We were like, okay, and and listen, because we have been we have been conditioned now over the last I don't know, a couple of years that as soon as a car goes other in any other direction than straight forward, that yellow goes, right? And they didn't throw it. And I said, well, good. They're going to let this thing go. I was like, finally, we get, we don't have a green-white checker. We don't have another overtime. This is going to fly. And then, of course, you know, but still. Yeah, because what changed? I guess my thing is what changed between them not throwing it and then deciding to throw it? it was well, you, the, can't, you can't it was, race. You can't come racing back around when he's still sitting there. That's the problem. It, Oh, Rod, do that, so, do that I, Reed, because I got a lot to say. Oh, dude, okay, yeah, yeah. But he was moving. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I will say, I will say this though. Uh, yes, um, and I can't. I know Kelly is searching for profit. Searching for like profit. That? Good. Maybe. Look at you and your memory. I think, uh, I'm trying to associate these names. You're right. Twelve <laughs> a Hamlin 1200 was a great sniper shot indeed. So we'll definitely take that. But yes, you're right, Cody. We do have to step out real quick <laughs> just to take a quick break and tell you about our Patreon. Listen, do your part in the war against corporate gambling. Sign up now for the SGPN Patreon. You're going to get a ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch all for you, our patrons. We love each and every one of you. This is a way to even support us even more. Plus, a monthly SGPN Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlights. You got to love that. We've, we've gotten a lot of those around here, and the mothership definitely has their fair share as well. Uh, you're going to get highlighted the best stories from decades of being DGENs, even a Discord channel, another one just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast patron is a great way to score exclusive perks and support the SGPN. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to get in on the action. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, maybe we do uh, a special... Oh, well, maybe that's where we take the underdog picks over to Patreon, right? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Okay, I so, say, so Ty oh, Tiger here man. says, didn't they throw it right away with Larson spinning? What's the difference early uh, versus the last one? Larson was Position near the front on the of the track. field. Yeah. Or, yeah, so that's a big difference. But So here's the thing that, that I have the issue with. He spins, right? And they have to make that decision quickly because we're coming to take the white flag. And if you take the white flag, the next flag is going to end it. And NASCAR, first of all, has trained us to have the quick trigger, right? So we're just expecting it anyways. A car goes spinning. They immediately hit the caution, especially when it's that close to hitting the last lap. They say that they want to do everything they can to have a race end under caution or under green. But if there's a car spinning, whether you think he's going to get going or not, if he doesn't get going, you're going to have to throw the caution before he gets back around. 
then it's at the discretion of, okay, when do we throw the caution? Had there been a battle, right? Had Reddick been coming up to pass Hamlin? When do you hit the, what's the too close to getting to that car that spun out? Like you're just leaving way too much out there of unknowns. There's a car spun. Let's rack it back up. The excitement of overtime finishes. Sure, we've hated on it at some points because it's burned us in our bets, right? But it is exciting. It changes it up, right? It keeps things going. Like, why when it, every other time, and I understand the long track thing, and we saw it with, with Harvick at Atlanta, right? They let him spin. He was limping along on the, the apron. A little different there. They were racing. You know, it's a, it is a big track. Everybody's in one big pack, so they had time before they got back around. They're racing against the rain if there was a caution. Might not have been able to get the race restarted. So all that makes sense. It's a different scenario. But I don't understand why if you're you're so you're so quick to the button always, and then this time, why are you gonna let it go when if he doesn't get going, you're going to have to end it under caution, which you supposedly say you want to try not to do. I don't I don't understand. And I'm with you, right? Like I'm with air on the side of caution. But here's my <laughs> biggest takeaway, I think, from this. When I was standing and you asked me what the vibe was, and I'll follow up on the, the vibe after the finish, right? <laughs> but my vibe for me, after spending a week in there and, you know, having a little background working there in when I was in college, knowing a lot of my friends that the worst part for me was I sat there, or I guess I stood there, and it was like, man, this was such a great weekend for the sport of NASCAR, the fans, the crowd. And literally, look at what we spent the first, what are we, over 10 minutes talking about? The final, right? Like, that literally, like, as that was my thought. If you want the raw, what I was thinking right there is, like, this is going to suck for everybody involved. This was a good race. There was good crowds. There was, it was just a, all in all, it was a great weekend. You, everybody was having fun. Like, I had a buddy that was up there, and he was like, man, Everybody was just so nice. Everybody was talking to each other. Like it was so cool to have that that you get right. And I think Pocono does it better than anybody. Well, but, we had just great elements throughout the whole yeah. race too of of everything. There was the battles all day long. There was you know nobody ever was really running away with it. There was different cars up front at different times. You get the strategy that Pocono is no. I mean Pocono more than anywhere is known for the strategy at the end and and the fuel mileage and. And we had the end of the stage two, like his Larson, he's, he's trying to go down on the, th or up, you know, to try and yeah. splash the gas around. Like Austin Hill was talking, like, I know not everybody, we didn't get really much out from press conferences and media availability, but like Austin Hill was probably spent four minutes talking about moving different strategies he was doing. And I didn't understand about trying to get all the tank gas into the bottom right corner of the yeah. tank, like. Well, yeah, he you probably, you probably didn't sat. hear because you, you couldn't hear the TV. But yeah, they were talking about it's all fed up on the right side yeah. of the, the rear because when the cars are going fast, right, the fuel is going to flow up that way. And so when they're going slow under caution, Larson is basically trying to swish that bucket around to, to get the fuel to jump up in and get picked up. And so, yeah, I thought all that was great. And I think Dale Jr., his tweet was perfect. And I know you retweeted it, Gindy, but uh, he said, I know there's been a lot of opinions about moments but damn, how good has the racing past several weeks been? NASCAR's alive and well. Then he puts in quotes the the Ric Flair woo. And like, that is such a good we have had so much good racing the last few weeks. New Hampshire, I thought it was great because we hit our 30 to 1 bet, of course. You could say, you know, you could make arguments it was a little more of a boring race, but Atlanta was a great race. Uh, Chicago Street Course was great. We've had so many great races here lately. And it's been 
there, there's so many. Again, this weekend, like there was points you could have made during throughout the race for five or six different guys to have won this yeah. race. Like there was never one guy dominating it. And there's so much parity right now, and so much it's, it makes it hard to bet on outrights because it's like so many freaky. You can make a case for so many guys to yeah, win. Yeah, Joy almost won the race at one point, right? <laughs> That's right. I was yeah. hoping you would turn on the sprinkler or something. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, going back to Truex, too, you're talking about like New Hampshire, but I think that's what's been so fun for this stretch of right. We had Atlanta, anybody could win, everybody was just flying passing. New Hampshire plays its purpose, right? It's fun to have somebody really stick up the show every once in a while. You need that to enjoy all the other stuff, and it's cool to see when somebody just knocks it out of the park. Their crew, this setup, and in Pocono, you might have not had as many people in contention like at Atlanta, but I think you really saw the top tier of what they're able to do and what makes them top tier at Pocono this weekend. So, like, I'm, I'm definitely with my boy, Junior. I mean, it, NASCAR's back. I said that driving in. I was driving in with a buddy Sunday morning, and the traffic, like, I'd never seen it. We were up there at 8 o'clock, and we were already hitting traffic, and I was like, this is madness. My dad came up three and a half hours later and they already turn traffic around that normally they don't do until the race is about to start, like moving different people. It was. Yeah. The pictures were insane yeah. of the whole weekend. Like that place was so. I don't know if you packed. saw the comparison from like 2019. Yeah. From to 20, 20. Yeah. Like, from like 2010 is, or, or yeah. yeah. But I mean, insane. I know that it takes me a while to get out of Sonoma anyways, but yeah, when you leave Sonoma, California traffic's already junky as it is but like you add you add that race into it it is crazy uh, i want to take a quick second to thank uh, eric harris here he says been watching for a few months now i appreciate you guys i appreciate you guys taking the time to do what you do had barry and truex this week oh that's oh, heartbreaking man. lost last minute on both Jeez. no big one on s to vg yeah that's hopefully you didn't one. have Corey Hyman in the trucks too. well oh, if right. it makes hey i told you about your, that if it makes eric feel any better austin hill did thank jrm for pushing him to the win in his uh presser which i i really i'll tell you what you know segueing into getting to be on that side of it and not seeing the clips uh, you know you just see these little clips here and there but getting to see the half an hour the 45 minute conversations the, the driver thing. available like i think oh man whatever hot take john here here we go I think we're doing it this we're being done at this service not getting to see the duration of that stuff and we all need to stop consuming the clips and i can get into more why i say that but like really hearing and being there to hear the whole conversations a lot of different things i'm seeing now that i'm catching up since i was there all weekend i think a lot of it's taken out of context oh of course and oh yeah <laughs> I like that's I how, left that's how this works this, this one yeah this one's gonna make a lot of people mad I left Sunday I am now a Denny Hamlin fan and I'll get on my soapbox I'll fight any of you you're not alone though not literally you're not alone like, dude he's he makes it so hard to to hate him uh, but like I just listening like to him now. for 45 <laughs> minutes answering the questions honestly no fluff also telling certain members when they were of the media when they were trying to ask questions like you're trying to put or something that's not there like, he said that like when they were really this whole larson and he's like nope you're trying to make this something it isn't this was just racing for the win and i i don't care take who was involved out of it hamlin talked about it all this how everybody reacts matters who's involved and like it was very clear to me now because 
if you flip those things, that everybody's cheering. Hey, I really don't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, and and listen, that's the thing too about when you're when you're in. That's why press access is not as easy to get as as everybody wants it to be, is because they want to control the narrative. And when you're sitting in there in the press conference, you do get to listen to all the dumb questions that get asked about. I no, mean, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, there I'm are. Believe me, it. there are. Yeah, but no. <laughs> see, I on for me, I don't think there was any dumb questions. What I think the problem is, we're looking for thirty second hits. Oh yeah, the narrative like gets the shaped through the questions. Five minutes yeah. is what really like hearing the questions and Hamlin explaining a lot the thoughts that went into it like and just he I'll tell you what he's very witty I don't know like I always thought he was witty but it's really he's really witty somebody said podcast. like how do you feel being at Pocono with six wins and he goes seven because of the <laughs> tape last year oh yeah and then on Sunday the same guy asked him a question and Denny looked at him and said well, do I have seven wins or eight wins now? <laughs> and like, just I, I was just shocked that like Denny Hamlin might be the most real NASCAR driver on the circuit. Yeah, I would. And well, yeah, we get, this, hit hit the yeah, ad, Rod. I know you're. I know you're itching over there. But I know. Got it. Got to do it, man. Too. I got to hit it. This is, if this was television, we'd already been yanked off by now. But we're not. It's Underdog <laughs> Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in a ton of markets. Plus, we talk about it here all the time. You can win all of your favorite MLB contests, and of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4. First place gets $1 million. Head over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN. You get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. People ask me, what's it like to be a host of a podcast, Rod? I say, I have to wrestle my co-hosts every time to get the ad breaks in on time. That's what it's like, just hold folks. up a sign, like a little <laughs> sign that says... That's that's what the bottom part. Next time, right. we just... There we go. Yeah, now John's muted. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't do that. I, I right, let you guys up, at least let's catch up on the the comment section. Eric did say he had hosts of our in the truck, so at least that one was over early, and he didn't have to. Mm, I forgot. Heim, that I didn't see that. I'm heartbreak. Uh, Derek, what's up, Derek? He's up, in Derek? the comments. Derek Yoder. Uh, Ty was asking if he was at Pocono too. Derek was there with his daughters mm-hmm. and his whole his wife as well. So that looked like a a fun family day. Uh, Kelly says number eleven is a cock in Xfinity. <laughs> He was close. I was ready to take him off the list, and he couldn't get. He couldn't beat Riley fucking Herbst. You piece of shit. You're on the no no name saying list. Um, and Eric says he's not mad at Denny. Uh, he's mad the race ended early. Same. Probably wouldn't have mattered. I don't. I think Reddick would have had something for him, which I didn't have Reddick anyways. But I was hoping to get Truex another chance after his crew chief fucked him over on the stupid. I think. Why are you taking tires on a track where tires literally don't matter? What a fucking idiot. Like, Truex was gone, man. Oh, so mad. If he would have kept the track position, he would have won. But uh, I think it, oh. I think if it's if it, we get the the finish that we wanted or that some people wanted, I thought like Harvick might have. He, he was coming. I, I, I think he might have just the narrative was there. The story was there. But, Rod, I want to go back to something you did ask about. You said, what was the vibe like? And we haven't really addressed the what the vibe was like when Hamlin crossed the 
the finish line. <laughs> were you right? booing, John? And you I, were booing. I know you were. No, I. All I the, all the number there. eleven fans. So, yeah. So I'll tell you, I was standing, <laughs> and then as soon as he went, I mean, I I have never. I cannot tell you how loud and cold. You could hear it on TV. It I mean, was, you could hear how loud it was. It was insane. And then, so you're quoting about the 11s that Hamlin just sent out, which again just shows how funny he is. The mm-hmm. guy that's running down was directly across from me. I saw that guy making a beeline, like down, like I'm in the. So I'm on obviously the pit side, but I saw him running down the bleachers, and I was like, he was storming. I was like, man, here comes a beer can. Like and that was the vibe you got. You started seeing people running, and I'm like, "All right, there's going to be some stuff coming." And I think there was. I didn't see much from where I was. Maybe you they said on the broadcast that there was a, a few uh, projectiles yeah. entering yeah. the truck. So I'll be honest with you, as a, somebody who was born and raised in the Poconos, like that's Pocono, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Like you don't obviously you don't throw, shit, but like I like the rowdiness. I really do. Um, I'm trying to think of like. You know, there's so much I could talk. I met the governor of Pennsylvania just on a side note. Oh, nice. He happened to be there. Like, that was, that, for me, that was really cool. My dad worked for the state for 35 years. So, like, you know, state government's always been important. Y'all know about, I met Frankie Munez. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Our boys at In Between Media did, too. They got himself a nice little interview with them, too. So, congrats so to awesome. Seth and Elliot for, uh, yeah. for breaking that one. That was pretty cool. But I think they actually were standing right in front of me, being newer to this. But did one of them go to Rutgers? Do you guys know? Because if it was the two guys that were in front of me doing an interview, they were phenomenal with the questions they were asking Frankie Muniz. No, then, yeah, um, it must have been them because Seth yeah, was really was on phenomenal point. Then, yeah. yeah, it was Seth. <laughs> uh, Kelly said Harvick was going to fuck everyone up. He's uh, plus 800 this week. I'm not saying that I'm going to pick him, but I'm saying you might want to get that bet in early. He's going to fuck some people up this week. And the opposite roar. So Kyle Bush, that pass, made that place that place explode loaded when he and I was shocked because you know people still don't like Kyle but I think if it was anybody making the pass that they did they're probably going to roar but it it was loud on you know on both sides I, the Xfinity race was kind of well I let's mean, let's get there but let's do this we'll intertwine all of our stories okay. in the recaps in the of the bets, bets. Yep. so let's do, do it, it this way so well, let's start with the let's start with the cup race since we're already talking about it obviously we didn't hit nearly as many as we'd like but, uh, again, that didn't mean the race wasn't all that good. Cody, what did you start out with? Yeah, so I started out with uh, William Byron over Christopher Bell. Second week in a row of William Byron fast at the beginning, running up front. You're like, all right, here we go. And then he just disappears. I have no idea where he went. I have no idea what happened to him. He ended up in 14th, which was okay. But Christopher Bell, one of those fast Joe Gibbs Toyotas, all four of them in the top six. Shout out to my guy, Ty Gibbs, getting his first career top five. Uh, so, unfortunately, this one didn't hit. I don't know, man. Bell has is, is just been getting consistent finishes. I think he's third place in the point standings. Like, he's just not the strongest car every week, but continues to get good finishes. And Byron just keeps falling off. I don't know if they're trying things, starting to look out for the playoffs or what's going on, but whatever the hell they're doing, it's not working. So, unfortunately, didn't hit this one. Listen, strategy had everything to do with all of these finishes at this point because everybody was trying something completely different. There was two tires. There was no tires. There was all kinds of crazy stuff. I think uh, Byron ended up being a victim of just a late uh, uh, strategy call that didn't really pan out for him. So, unfortunately, like you said, but Bell uh, hung with it. He actually he faded early and, and charged back up toward the field. So, yeah, definitely a tough one. Uh, Eric Jones, baby, top 10 finish, plus 550 on Bet365. 
We said it, man, and it may not have looked at all like it was going to happen, but again, strategy calls being what they are at Pocono, Eric Jones and that 43 team, they made the right call. And I will tell you to go over to uh, In Between Media's YouTube channel because uh, they did actually, Seth did get a, a question with Eric Jones. And here's what I love about it. So, you know, Seth says, hey, man, Eric Jones, top 10, fantastic day for you guys. You, you wanted to do this, uh, all this stuff. And, and Eric Jones says, yeah, but we didn't want a top 10. We were after something much better. He's like, we're, we're glad that we got it, but he's like, you can't be happy with top tens all the time, and I was like, "All right then." So they should be. Uh, they I know should at this be point. Happy with top tens I was going right to say, I, Gregson I looked pretty good them, too. I'd be, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, Legacy actually showed up with some speed this week, which is interesting. Uh, again, obviously they're going to be going through that transition, but uh, yeah, man, shout out to you with the call on Eric Jones. I kind of poo pooed on it a little bit when you gave it out. Said he's not with Joe Gibbs anymore, but uh, great call by you. That's just as good as hitting an outright, right? A plus five fifty, great bet. I know that there was. Uh, I know that there was plenty of, of guys following in the Discord. Ty Tiger said that name is making him crawl up the wall. Sorry, Ty. Eric Jones is uh, on his do not say his name list. Yes. Sorry, Ty. If Eric, uh, I had <laughs> if Eric Jones would have won at Talladega last year, I'd have been $1,100 richer. So, no. like, I I'm right there me with too. you all. Trust me. Me too. Oh, man, that was rough. Yeah. Uh, I had too. Martin Truex, top five, minus 120. Probably the easiest bet on the weekend. Uh, again, he was just fucking good all day. Should have won that race. His crew chief fucked him over with the call there late, I think. But, uh, oh well, he ends up ends up in third, so that easily cashes the top five. That's 120. Didn't really have to pay up for it. And you got that that insurance on him not winning. What was Truex like at the race, John? Uh, I would say he seems pretty relaxed. I think he likes it up there, you know. you could. There was a lot of guys I thought just being a little bit closer. A lot of them seemed... I don't want to say in bad moods. You could tell who was who was loose that day and who wasn't. Like, for example, walking by Chase, I think a little bit on Sunday, he just didn't seem relaxed. I think with where he qualified, I wouldn't stuff. be relaxed so, if I was him right now either. <laughs> but like looking at that, then I was like, okay. And then you could see other guys that were really like standing in the drivers' meeting. There was a couple things that stood out to me. I'm an ant I'm very an anxious person by nature, and like my leg is constantly moving. I could tell you which drivers are anxious like me because you could see which one's like, like Logano was really close to me. He, and I knew he was ready to go. Like you could tell, and I'm sure being in a driver's meeting for guys like Logano and all them who have been in this sport forever, it was like, here's where the choose line is. And here's, and I was <laughs> that, that's the equivalent of the, the car is going to come out here the pace car is going to enter here. This, I was like, I think they know this. So like, but that's what I was thinking that Logano could not wait to get out of there. So I was like, okay, he's got a rocket ship and he's focused and he had a rocket ship until he needed a tow truck. I was gonna say, we're going to so. hook you up to a tow truck here. You're going to get mad at us for doing too slow yeah, here. If you, if you haven't heard that in car audio, go to the <laughs> distance. That and that's not, I don't know if I've ever make. really heard him. Like that's, that's oh, he was well, I mean, was you're in the heat of the moment and he knows he's losing time. He's watching the cars drive by like their laps are ticking away. It's going to take time to get him hooked up, pull him back. Like, and he was fast, right? He was really good early on. He, he went stage one. Yeah. I think. He, he won stage yeah, one. So, I mean, he was good. He was fast. Yeah. Rod, you had Kevin Harvick top five. Hell yeah, I did. Kevin Harvick top five plus 220. Hit that one. He finished fourth place. This one though, too, this one took strategy to get him. I mean, he started fourth, but like. 
faded back for the most part. He wasn't even in the top 10 in either one of the ends of the stages. So, you know, this car kind of fell back and fell out of strategy. But, boy, you got to hand it to Kevin Harvick and, and that team finding him back up into the fourth. Top four. We didn't even say really, I mean... We did say that a top 10 was a lock, but we liked his top five odds a little more because it gave you a little more value. And for God's sakes, there it is. Top five for Kevin Harvick. I love it. Top four even for Kevin Harvick. So that was two pretty decent plus money bets right off the jump. Yeah. If we, yeah, had, if we oh, go ahead, Cody. No, go, ahead, go for it. So say if we could have two winners that weekend, which you're never going to have two winners, obviously, I think Kevin Harvick easily wins Pocono weekend without having to win the race. I don't know how much you guys saw the fire shoot. I had a feeling I heard him say something on Saturday. Somebody asked him about the video they did about the fire shoot and his daughter. And he said, it's not done yet. And I was like, I think someday she's coming in a fire suit. I, I, I had a feeling. And then him like, you know, doing the nice thing for Logano, that friendship that they've developed over the years, I think it's pretty cool. The whole story, um, just his paint scheme too. I, I think I tweeted about it. Oh, three yeah, times from the account like that each color yeah. but in person Cooler, it was huh? it's not oh, like it's... when i say like hunter orange it's not that it's more of like when you think of like the peach snapples or that little mm -hmm. like not as dude and it just it flowed yeah, yeah. so yeah i know it's just... cool it's it's crazy because obviously like it's been long careers for both these guys right and to see like the young Kevin Harvick just yeah. married and and Delano all the stuff that was going on then and and Joey young hothead and now now they're both older and Kevin's about to retire and they've got their families there taking a picture like it is pretty cool to see it kind of come all the way full circle yeah and I, all I, this many years later I feel like as fans like I feel like maybe we did Harvick a disservice over the years because we're all just real like I think he's always been like this but he's kind of got lost in the shuffle of all what he brought to NASCAR, right? We always knew he was a good driver, but there's been so much more, the spokesperson, the, and you really saw that for me in person showcased and the respect and the people that are coming over to talk to him and media members, other teams that, hey, I just, in case I don't see you, and just people that were at Pocono, like it, he is very well respected. Like my brother knew that right from the jump. Yeah. It was always been his favorite, uh, yeah. his favorite driver. So, and I think we're going to see continue to see that too, as like he's going to be in the Fox booth now. So yeah. we're going to get to continue to see that from Kevin. And uh, yeah, Kelly. Oh man, Blaney's car fucking him. It's just always something for that guy. I'm glad he got a win earlier this season, but he was fast, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. Obviously, that car. Did you did you hear that car on pit road at all, John? <laughs> They, they, uh, you so, can hear it on TV. It was rough. Okay, so little, little peek under the hood. No pun intended. One of the hardest things for me all weekend was to try to get videos of pit stops because, like, I'm in the back there, kind of blind. I don't really have the great reception on my phone, so I can't really. Oh, who's running low? Again? So I was standing behind the the front half. I would say like we're Bell and Byron, and I'm like, all right, and I missed like three cars. Then they would all of a sudden pull off, and I'm like. I wasn't down there. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to stay here. And then all of a sudden, Blaney came in. I'm like, oh, heck, yeah, I'm going to get this picture so, or the video. So I'm recording it. And then like, I'm like, man, this is really long. This is really long. And then all of a sudden, the car dies. So, yeah, I the engine, I was standing literally right there when it happened. And That's awesome. same thing with Bell. I, I knew there was an act caution, but I wasn't even looking at the screens. I was glued into getting pictures and content, which – segue i don't know how people do that every weekend I, I said to my one buddy that does 
you know, PR. I've always had respect, but I have a whole new ball game because that is crazy what they do. I went down to Bell and I was like, oh yeah, Bell's coming in. Well, I didn't realize he had a flat tire. So there I'm st- so I'm sorry, Kelly. It could have been my fault for standing behind the people that <laughs> the pit boxes because they kept seeming to have all these these issues. So shout out, shout out to Nick Fortune too. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for the bet suggestions. Appreciates them. Even my suggestions. Uh, love I you like too. Him. Gonna be like in a guy. gonna be in a fantasy football league with him this year, so I'll make him pay for that. Hey, I know I wasn't on your your betting show, but I would like to say I did have a good week. I had besides betting, I had Ty Gibbs as my one pick Ooh, for the year, nice. and the best I had. I'm in first place in a league that I do with. You can use drivers once a month, so I and I finished like you finished well in the league we're in. I saw a little bit ahead of me in the NFL. I was like seventh or eighth, I think. You're no, I was like eleventh, and you were seventh. So, not even just betting, but poking all around, I think was was good had, to all of us. I've had a rough year in that league. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're been, new, you're a rookie. I, yeah, yeah, I'm still still figuring it out. But uh, I did have Kyle Busch top five uh, <laughs> minus one ten. Not not Kyle Busch's uh, day. He start didn't start great, didn't run great. Just not not the Kyle Busch of Pocono that we normally so a- this is the frustrating part with kyle bush too because we i i said when we were breaking these down i was like ah you know it was a rough last week for him but before that he pretty much ripped off a string of, of top 10 finishes right little did i know that this is the beginning of a bad stretch for kyle bush you know you think ah, he'll shake it off it's pocono he's been on here before he's been good here before and no he's not shaking it off when kyle gets in these kyle moods then it's tough to ride Kyle. And and in fact, I had Bush over Larson, and I'll jump over one of mine, by Bush over Larson, and guess who finished one spot ahead of Kyle Bush? That was Kyle Larson. It was Kyle Larson and that final push-off. He didn't even sink farther back, and Kyle Bush did not beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyle Larson fell all the way back, and Bush was still not in a position where he could capitalize on that to win that head-to-head. It was crazy. I was surprised, to be honest with you, because, like, talking about just being in – he seemed very relaxed all weekend. Like, he he seemed like he was in his zone. So, I know he didn't get the qualifying, but I thought eh, he would turn it around. I thought so, but, too. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, I want to answer this question real quick. Minus 150 is not for me. He says, <laughs> do you guys ever – I love that name. Do you guys ever parlay a race winner with other bets to walk into the race with a better number? We, You know what? We've done that before. Um, and we, you know, well, and we've done it. I mean, even go back to last week in New Hampshire, yeah. right? We did it with races. We mm-hmm. hit John Hunter in the first race, then we got Martin Truex in the second one, and obviously it took, takes Truex's number from seven to one to thirty to one by having both of them. So you can do it that way. Come NFL season, I'm gonna tell you right now, we're gonna be building some fun parlays that are gonna have NFL stuff. Dude. You throw the Thursday night game in there with the winner, so you got it going into the weekend. You can do, you know, Sunday games, so they're going on at the same time, but. It's, I think that continuing to parlay winners with other things, throw Max Verstappen in your parlays, that's going to help. <laughs> Just It's almost an automatic, you're going to hit it, and then it helps your, your other legs hit. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a fun thing to do, as we obviously learned last week at New Hampshire. Tried a couple different things this weekend, didn't quite hit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely gives you such a better number that it makes it worth it for sure. Yep. Derek says, sorry, didn't get a chance to connect while at the track, John, but he likes your work from what he saw on Twitter. 
we may have to do that again yeah. with everybody. Yes, if you if you were not following our Twitter this weekend, shame on you at NASCAR Gambling. But go check it out. Just scroll through it. Like John got so many good things, and we didn't even get videos, it all, unfortunately. So yeah, and there's more. Yeah, there's we'll interviews he got and stuff that we'll put it up as it goes yeah, along. We, we'll keep putting and some stuff up this. We'll week, relive Pocono. I, and I mean, to be honest with you, I was on my my A game with my puns this weekend, which is very rare. You're, yes, your my puns my, were, po- my Pocono. I am inside you. Got a lot of love, and I'm very very Ooh. happy about that. So I like this. Oh, Hold on, JDK. <laughs> oh, okay, good. JDK popping in. Verstappen, New Garden, KFB truck parlay paid plus seven fifty this weekend. There you go. And Verstappen and New Garden were, Locks. I mean, yeah, free squares basically in that. And then KFB, yeah. God, if Pocono was I, only two turns instead of three, ugh, we'll get into it. I can't we'll get to the truck race. But. I gave that out as my underdog one too. Like, and when it happened, I was like, son of a. Like all I remember saying is, man, all he has to do is finish second through the rest of the field. Well, he finished first. That was yeah. <laughs> I I thought RCR was going to win on Sunday. Going in, they were sweeping the weekend up until that point. But man, did they have a horrible weekend! It was yeah. bad. Uh, thanks for joining us. Minus yes, one fifty. Definitely appreciate the like and the subscribe. That's what it's all about, man. That's why we do these live shows, and yep. we love it. Um, yep. Listen, the be rest like, of these be bets like him, didn't like hit. And subscribe. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, be like, yeah, be like minus one fifty. Um, yeah, we didn't crush, hit the rest of these bets. Them quick, crush through them. Yeah. So I had uh, Keselowski top ten plus one forty. <laughs> eh, had its chances, maybe, maybe not. It was McDowell top ten, eight to one. Yeah, same thing. Kind of had its chances, didn't. Uh, winners, Truex plus six fifty. Uh, heartbreaking. Byron, 10 to 1. It's looked good for a while early in the race. Truex and Byron, 1 2. I'm like, all right, here we go. Obviously, Byron fell off. Busher, 65 to 1. It was a long shot, but with the way that strategies and stuff kind of played out at the end, maybe things could have gone a little differently for him. Who knows? But 65 to 1, it is what it is. Yep. I had bread over Bubba. Bubba actually looked pretty good in fits and spurts. Bread, like we said, he was running around up front. And then just, again, strategy just screwed so many of these good drivers over. I already told you about Bush over Larson. I had Michael McDowell, though, to winner Group F over Priest, B- Brisk, No, and Cindric. <laughs> hey, man, that one came oh, flying through at plus Brisco. 265. Love that one. Uh, and then I had the Hamlin, Bush, Quinella, but, again, you know, that, that one, you could have taken either one of those outright and been okay with it. We tried to put them together and got cute. Uh, we had SRX bets. None of them hit. Tracy, uh, Paul Tracy. Got wrecked in the dude, last and part we got of that. so screwed. I did Tony Stewart over Brad Keselowski did hit. I'm pretty. Oh, sure. it did. I think you're but right. We got screwed on multiple of these. Just to touch on them quick, I had Priest over Newman plus one forty five. He was beating him most of the day. Then has the brake issues. Gets ends up out of the race at plus money. That was a good bet. I'm pretty sure Stewart over Brad did hit at minus one hundred five. Um, and then I had given out uh, Priest to win at plus four fifty, which looked really good. Started on the pole. Was fast up front. Obviously, had the issues, didn't win. In Andretti, 15-1, he never really had a chance. But Yeah. Uh, I had Suarez at plus 700. Oh, oh my This one God. looked good, too. This one looked fan-fucking-tastic yes. until Ryan Newman decided he wanted to figure out how to drive. Son of a bitch. Anyways. And you had Tracy over Deegan, which was cashing the entire night until, until Tracy. Tracy blew what well, he blew a tire the at the end. I, I can't believe y'all even would consider <laughs> but he, I, But he had it, and he had it the uh, last few it was, times. It was, it was the right call. I, just, was I don't know. I just don't. I, there's some guy I just don't I just don't care for Paul Tracy. I'm just, uh, screw it. I'll go for it. Yeah, I can't stand him. 
All right, should we go to the trucks or the Xfinity first? What what do Let's we do? We work Xfinity backwards. We're just we're, right. we'll work backwards. We'll work backwards. All right, the Xfinity race, a uh, little better for you, a little worse for me on this one, uh, unfortunately. Oh wait, there we go. Yeah, it's about the same for both of us. I was I was on the truck tab. I was getting excited. Yeah, I gotta find the Xfinity tab. So okay. yeah, <laughs> for the Xfinity yeah, so, race. So first up, I had John Hunter Nemechek, yeah. top three plus a hundred. Uh, I don't even. I so I did not. To be full transparency, being at the IndyCar races on Saturday, a race on Saturday, I did not catch the entirety of either of these races. I literally caught probably the last ten minutes where I actually watched. Uh, so I didn't see the full things. But uh, what I don't even remember what happened to John Hunter. He did. I, I was there and I you didn't were catch there. the entire. Yeah. <laughs> thirty seconds. So. He finished thirty seconds. So yeah, I don't really know. No, I mean, John he was third in stage in both stages. So he was up front and then. Yeah. yeah, he just he had an issue late in it and didn't have an opportunity to get back up to the through the front. So yeah, it was it was a pretty tough day for John Hunter. Obviously, strategy played a big deal in a lot of these as well, right? I mean, all these races, strategy played a huge part in it. Uh, considering the fact that we had Josh Berry up front, Cole Custer, Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier for a while, and then after the end of stage th uh, two. All of a sudden, it became uh, Austin Hill, Riley Herbst, Brandon Jones. Yeah, it was on a restart. Yeah, JDK, JDK right. said on a restart. Yeah, he fell back. Caught up in it. Yep, it was pretty bad. Um, and then we had, you know, Josh Berry leading 51 laps. He didn't win this race. Austin Hill did. So <laughs> The wrecking eight ball. <laughs> oh, my God. It was bad. Um, I had Hill as a top five car at plus 170. Obviously, that happened. Uh, Austin Hill is a good bet every fucking week. It was crazy. Because listening to him, he did not. He didn't think he had the best car. Nope. He didn't even. He rarely does, but he just puts himself yeah, in. And that's was... why we love betting on him, because he's always going to be there at the end. He doesn't have to have the best car. He's going to be in position. He's much like, very, very much like Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, the closer, right? And that's that's been his reputation over the years was he's going to put himself in position. He's going to be there right at the end. He's going to close out the race. And Austin Hill is that version of the closer in the Xfinity series right now. And, it's and listening to him in that hearing him say how far he thinks they're off still. And he's got four wins. <laughs> I don't, I mean, he, I'm not saying he's my pick for the championship. We're not there yet. And I'm not, you know, I don't, but if you are that far off, you think, and you have four wins on this season, yeah, you are could <laughs> potentially just go on a tear. And he talked about this was his he what he called his the most important win so far for him, which I thought was very, this year was was I thought was very interesting because he well, said it's a, it's a counter punch to what John Hunter Nemechek because he won what two yeah. two races in a row, two or three even. I mean, he's been on fire, and they were talking. I caught I remember that part of it. Now I caught the broadcast talking about. John Hunter Nemechek, he must have been leading. Is he the obvious favorite to win the championship? And they're like, well, yeah, look at it. And then Austin Hill comes around and wins the race. And then they're like, maybe he's not the, the yeah. obvious favorite to win this. Like right? talking strategy-wise, and he said he thinks it was a complete one of the first times he put a complete race together. So like going forward betting-wise, I think it's going to be worth really maybe even looking at the long, long term here. Austin Hill might be getting ready to get hot because he still thinks they are so far off, which That's, was it's like Max insane Verstappen. to me. Yeah. And he was explaining about <laughs> his car too. Like he had a completely different setup than Creed. He, he flat out said it, which 
I couldn't even believe he was saying some of the stuff he said because I thought he was giving some of the trade secrets away. But he was like, he likes his right driving off his right rear. So he was talking about how free his car was, and he still wanted it freer. And it was just a lot of interesting things that makes me think he's really setting that team is set up to potentially make a run for this championship this year. Yeah. I don't know what the odds are, but y'all might want to start looking at that. It's like, yeah, like it's, I said, it's like Max Verstappen when he complains about his car. He's like, oh, yeah, there's still some pace left in this car. It's like, shut up. You just beat the freaking field by 33 seconds. Of course, there's still pace in your car. Shut up. Yeah. I had uh, number 11 to win Group B. So close to redeeming himself. He did beat Brandon Jones easily. He beat Parker Kligerman. He beat Ty Dillon. Riley Herbst, the one who got him. Uh, again, I mean, number 11, fifth place, another good run by him. He's there. They really have something figured out there for sure. Uh, but Herbst ends up actually finishing a race and gets in fourth place. So, uh, so props to him. Weren't you guys surprised with the guy, the cup guys that were in that field that we didn't like? We weren't Not surprised. Really? We weren't surprised. No. Much, we talked right? about it on the betting show. Like yeah. we, we, again, you know, you always have to preface it with, if Chase Elliott dominates this and wins, it's not going to be that surprising, but we didn't think it was going to be that easy for him. And it was not easy for him. And then we expected, I mean, we didn't expect anything out of Ty Dillon runs 14th. That's about right where you figure. Um, who else was in the room? Was, I was more thinking Elliott and Suarez. Yeah. There. Where did Suarez end? Like, like I couldn't believe that they weren't oh, even, tenth. yeah, but man, like Suarez, even in the mix, even for a little bit. Yeah. Suarez though is, I just, he doesn't, Track house is in this, uh, yeah, but <laughs> weird. I'm not, I know it's not track house, but I'm saying track house is in this. I weird, was this close, uh, Kelly. I was this close, and then he reminded me that he fucking sucks and I hate him. Kelly says, Don't start changing your tune on him, Cody. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, all right. My next bet was uh, Allgaier as a top three car. Joey Gase is on my shit list at this point. I am not a fan of Gase. That Probably 35 the only car, time you'll hear us talk about Joey that's Gase. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Like I won't even bring his name up anymore. I don't care about it. I, I will never bet on Joey Gase. Taking the seven car out, lap 81. But, I mean, again, this was because of strategy. He was back in that area because of strategy. 51 laps uh, Josh, Josh Berry left. But Justin Allgaier was running in the top three at the end of stage two. He won. Or he didn't win, but he was in eight, he led eight laps in this race as well. Algar was there. He was one of the cars that was fighting for the top five the whole the whole time and was in the top three. But then, of course, did not keep it that way. And so, screw it. I'm pissed. JDK did have number 11, top five, plus 400. Good job. Congratulations to you. Joey Gase did beat John Hernemacek and Cole Custer. So, I guess props to him for that. Whatever. Um, I did have Cole Custer over Josh Berry two weeks in a row, man. And Berry did everything he could to not hit that at the end. I mean, guy was just an absolute wrecking. I mean, it looked like when I put my daughter on the iRacing and she just like <laughs> is all over the freaking place, running into everything. Insane. But that uh, wreck, was, <laughs> that rough. wreck at the end Ooh, was yeah. rough. Oh, yeah. You yeah, were there. I, How was that? So I was, I was, I think in the media center where it happened, but. You know, I had my people out there working for me, too. No, I had a buddy that was coming up and couldn't get through the, the tunnel until after the race, and which was right where he hit. And he said it was so loud, like, from the outside of the track. Like, you couldn't imagine. And I remember seeing the angle he hit. I was like, man, that was a 
that was a shot. I mean, that was probably, hard I would say, second hardest of the weekend. Yeah. Y- y'all, we, we skipped over in the cup, but we didn't talk about the, probably the first hardest hit. Austin, Austin absolutely yeah. destroyed his car. Oh, I have man. pictures. I don't think – I tweeted one, I think. But, like, the en- inside the engine, you could see how bad yeah. – I mean, he hit those two hits were – yeah. Got a, got a good old fashioned Tony Stewart helmet throw out of Austin Dillon. Well, that was beautiful. Probably probably not the right. If Tony Stewart would throw an underhand softball, maybe. Well, like yeah. that he, like, was. He tried to bounce it into like, him. I don't know if he. Yeah, if stick to racing. You're gonna do, if you're going to do that, and I'm all for doing that, you better hit and you better yeah. make it good. You got to make and it count, right? Especially as almost, expensive as those helmets are. Come on. It almost. I don't know who almost hit it or somebody did. Yeah, hit somebody it. almost like, ran over it. I was like, yeah, that, I then then somebody should have got out and beat his ass. Yeah. Speaking of beat his ass, we didn't talk about it. your boy took a couple to the the side of the head too, and at the end of the race, I didn't even know. About oh it. yeah, I had Ryan Priest. No if, idea I mean, that happened. In Ryan Priest's defense, I would be upset if my car was that bad every week too. So I get it, but yeah, I don't. I don't even know what happened. I never saw if Lejoy is the one who spun him at the end there. He was pissed. I mean, he went, got out of the car, went swinging at Corey. That was there was a lot of a lot of drama this weekend. You had the I, the eleven and five thing obviously happening. You had the the Priest LaJoy. You got Reddick and Dylan, former teammates. Which I don't think that's over. The, Bowman the and Hamlin got into it too. Like, geez. I told you before. Well, I Dylan left. flat out said he's going to wreck him. So I told you before I left for this trip that if there was a brawl or anything like that. I was going to get it. You did. Too. I am so mad because you want to know where I was after that race? Go and watch damn race hub from today. Oh, yeah. You'll see me standing in the back of Reddick, kind of just looking like I don't know what I'm doing. I was <laughs> literally there because I was going to catch Austin coming flying out of nowhere and hitting the Superman punch. I walked, I trailed behind him. Just you could see there was a lot of different people that had the same school of thought I did that. Austin might have been there. But then I realized on the way home last night, they asked him. To, I didn't know when he threw the helmet NASCAR. They told him to leave the track. Oh, so I don't even think I don't even think Austin was there. Wow. And I was like, so, yeah, I'm really mad. Moral stories. I'm furious that I missed the one punch in the head that I said I was going to find. So that's funny. Well, uh, Rod, I had Suarez had over Suarez. Hill. Yeah. Minus 110. That one. Did I, not tried hit. To tell, I tried to tell I tried to tell you on this. You one. did. And I gave Suarez a little more credit. But I did say that even if Hill finishes inside the top five, I thought Suarez could be better because I thought Suarez was going to win this race. So, uh, yeah, it, it uh, didn't hit. Yeah, I had uh, Custer top five plus 120. Again, got caught up there in, in the end and it just didn't happen. Uh, I also threw out Connor Mosack top Toyota. Uh, that was kind of a, a long shot thing, right? 12 to one. You were just kind of hoping something would happen. I mean, if you look at it, Hyman's ends up wrecked out of the race. John Hunter ends up in 32nd. Growla in 25th. Uh, Sammy Smith was all the way up in sixth. But after that, Growla in 25th was the next Toyota. So not a bad strategy. Obviously, Sammy ends up finishing the race. But if Growla ends up being the first Toyota at, at, 20, at 25th and Mozak just finishes the race normally without getting in that accident at the end, he could have easily cashed that. So I don't think it was a bad strategy, uh, which obviously kind of went in with yours, yep. which is the one that hit. Yep, but I had Sam Smith over uh, Sam Mayer. 
That did not hit. Uh, obviously, Mayer found a way to drive and get in second place. It just pissed me off on that one. Whereas Sammy ended up in sixth. Despite Barry trying to, oh my God. to, to complete the, the JRM wrecking each other thing. JRM. That's, that's the narrative, man. That's what we've built around it. But I did, yes, cash Sammy Smith, top Toyota, plus 425. That was a solid hit. That was uh, pretty much like hitting an outright two as well. Uh, I'm still surprised that, I mean, I, again, we know John Hunter Nemechek was, was the reason why he's at plus 425, but exactly what we laid out, Cody, exactly what we laid out happened, and Sammy Smith resulted uh, or, or benefited as a result. Yeah, exactly, and that was exactly the case was John Hunter's probably going to be the best car, but if something happens, and boom, there you go. You had Smith. You had the Mozak uh, insurance just in case. I took a, a page out of your, your playbook, uh, took winning car number over 16 and a half, Minus 130. I thought it was going to hit with John Hunter. It didn't, but it did hit with the 21. It was one number Hill. over. Yeah, close enough, right? 20, 21, same difference. Either way, it hit. Um, I had also tossed out the Corey Harm parlay, winning the trucks, plus the top five in Xfinity, 40, plus 4175. Obviously, neither of those happened. We'll get into the truck series part of it, but <laughs> suspension issues early in the Xfinity race, and he ends up in 37th. Definitely tough. Outrights didn't hit either. I had Suarez, 14 to 1. Nope. Didn't hit. Yeah, John Hunter plus five hundred. Again, he's still the best car in the best driver in the field. I'm gonna probably take that at five to one most weeks. Sammy Smith twenty five to one ends up finishing in sixth, so he's at least in the conversation. And Sheldon Creed at thirty to one again eleventh. But uh, I'm gonna continue to take these shots on these guys uh, when they're this long of shots because the cars are good enough, the talent's good enough. Uh, Sammy has actually found victory lane. Sheldon hasn't yet, but uh, I expect both of those guys to be in victory lane at some point in the near future. Indeed. Uh, the the Xfinity race kind of wrap up, I guess, John. Was it as exciting on the ground as it was from our television screens? Yeah, I think I think it was. Um, you know, obviously, looking the whole weekend pitch, it was probably the third I would say out of the three. So I think it was the least exciting. I still think it was exciting. It still delivered. The finish was fun. I mean, everybody just walking around, just hearing, you know, fans and everybody like, man, that was two great finishes. So I don't want to say like third, like it was this, this bad thing, but just the narratives, the other two, you know, we're going to get into the trucks, the milestones that surrounded the other two. It was just a normal, exciting race versus the other ones were exciting and milestones. So I, I think it was, but it, yeah, it delivered what we wanted, right? And I, I yeah, I think uh, I, I still can't believe. I mean, Josh Berry has the strongest car by a long shot that day, and I just the whole hey, when I, was, I think guy. I was in the media center and everybody, you just collectively heard that gasp, like, oh, it's about to get real. So yeah, I, I think you have to as strong as he was. I think we have to keep fading Josh Berry because he cannot catch a break right now. Another strong week. Catch with a another break. Strong he, car. he keeps making himself yeah. freaking. Well, he was. He, making, I mean, yeah, just he sailed that one in. Like, yeah, he well, missed. He just, the, yeah, he overshot. He, he just lot. missed yeah. the corner. Then he tried to save it. Then he almost takes his teammate out. Then he ends up spinning. I mean, just the whole thing was just like, what, 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 what? Oh, oh. It was just. It was crazy. Uh, all right, we'll talk about the truck race in a second. Cody has some uh, fantastic stories that we'll. He'll fret another time. I don't think we'll. We don't have time to spend a lot of time talking about what we'll, this uh, is, but we we can. Oh, are you talk about IndyCar? No, I'm talking about or, uh, the the show oh. we're about to preview right now. Uh, you oh, spent some time yes. with the hosts, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll get talk back about to this you. later in the week. Yeah, but. for sure. 
Uh, but yes, let's introduce you to a, our, one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Yeah, just yes. a little bit. You quickly, did have, yeah. <laughs> quickly, I did uh, get to meet Justin and Miranda this weekend. They live in Des Moines, uh, right by near the track, Newton, Iowa, where I was at for the IndyCar race. So I uh, got to meet up with them, have a couple of drinks. Just, I, I've loved them. I've loved listening to them, been on their show a couple times, talking with them playing some leagues with them. Absolutely love them. Meeting them in person, just tenfold. They're just absolutely great people. We had an amazing time. So definitely check their show out. It's getting to be fantasy football time, and I'm pumped. I know you you are too, John. We're in a couple of leagues together, uh, even that one league that we probably shouldn't talk about. But uh, <laughs> Oh, yes. I haven't thought about yeah, that. I I'm sorry about that. But uh, Yeah, the one that you I, roped me into. I roped yeah, him into a league, are, and I didn't know what we were getting into, but we'll have fun anyways. <laughs> There's something. Uh, yeah, right. so the do we, trucks. Do we have to talk about the truck race? Uh, we kind of <laughs> have to talk about the truck race. Uh, and I'll say it only because uh, it happened. And the CRC Brake Lean 150, uh, man, I tell you what, if there was four corners – in this race. If there was only two corners, it would have yeah. been even better. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> Kyle Busch does make the last minute pass, the last second pass on Corey Heim to he win this just, one. Oh, he was fucking playing with him the oh, whole time. Of course. Time. Of That's course. what I hate about it is if, there, if it would have ended five laps sooner, it would have been the same thing. Like, he was just waiting. He had it set up. He knew exactly what he was going to do. That was, as much as I hated it for my bet, that the winning bet not cashing. I still cash other bets in this race. It was actually a pretty really good race. But uh, man, just like the veteran move and just this is the guy who's won what is it two hundred and fifty plus NASCAR top tier starts like or races that he's won like absolute legend of the sport like a hundred for that KFB was him. or K yeah. Kyle Busch Motorsports. Yep, a hundred wins for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He hits it. His last Truck Series start of the year like. Everything about it, it was just, it was great to see, and, and it was awesome. Sucked from the betting side because we were so fucking close to hitting Corey I'm again, but that's okay. We did hit him top five plus 150. That was like free money. Obviously, he finishes in second and easily hits that one, Rod. And while we're at it, I had him to win Group G plus 300 over Zane, Bell, and Hosovar. My argument when I placed this bet was this is a way to get on Corey Heim and still cash a good plus money bet if Kyle Busch beats him because Kyle Busch is the only one out there who can beat him, and that's exactly what happened. Hey, we had these races wired as far as what was going to happen, so uh, unfortunately some of the bets fell short of the expectations, but, I mean, we had the we had the races cased. We knew what was, uh, was going to happen in the races. Unfortunately, uh, you can't always translate that to what's going to happen with the drivers. Tyler Ankrum did not finish inside the top five, so it doesn't matter what his odds were. We had 700, maybe 1,200 that somebody posted in Discord. Well, yeah, yeah. remember they weren't posted when we... Yeah. He was the only one not on the list when we recorded. They knew something so we, we did. maybe 700. 
It ended up being 1,200, which was posted in the Discord. So, yeah. again, you should be in there. I think I want to say JDK maybe posted that. Whoever it was, shout out to you. But, yeah, unfortunately. Didn't hit, but wasn't it was 12. necessarily a bad call. I mean, 12th, he wasn't too far out. The other uh, the other uh, Hattori truck finished in the top four. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Christopher Bell was in that truck, but still. Ah, it wasn't. For the odds, you got it, especially at 12 to 1. Even at 7 to 1, I wouldn't have hated it. So I think it was still a good bet. Yep. I had Carson Hosovar, top five, plus 125. Um, I kn- All I know is that Hosovar was out of this. Well, did he? Where did he end up finishing? Hosovar, he actually he was running. 11. He was running at the end of it. Yeah, he actually did. So what? I, I'm, for some reason, I remember him just not even really being in competition. Dude, I don't know what happened. In, what happened, John? Until the, in the beginning of the show, when somebody said that they had Hosovar, I literally didn't see him the whole weekend. I didn't see his truck at all. He's the tallest driver. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think he was absent the whole weekend. Now he started fourth, and just he just was one of those cars that was trying different strategies and trying to do different things, and like it just didn't seem like I mean, he was in the no in the, no stage points no, on the day. No. Ends up eleventh. Yeah, just kind of missed on this one, unfortunately. Like I said, I think he did an early pit. I think he came in early. He was one of those trucks that came in early. And uh, or either stayed out. I, I, I'm honestly there was so much racing I watched this weekend that I can't remember exactly what happened to Carson Hosovar, but I know he didn't finish well. I mean, who were we to ever doubt Kyle Busch? Like, I think that's that's just the takeaway. Like, we were all I. That was my pick in an opposite way. It was like, hey, let's just fade him. He's not going to win. I didn't fade him. And then I, I picked him. Well, nobody asked you. I was talking <laughs> more about me, <laughs> me, me and Cody. Right? Like that was, I think, the thing we probably felt pretty. I don't know about you, Cody. I don't want to speak for you. I felt pretty certain. I felt pretty good about that. Just all we needed him to do was not finish in first. That was it. Yeah. And I just, yeah. <laughs> it's just good. Like, I, it's all we just it literally looked one like he had an extra gear in that move. Like, I, I, well, he I, did. And it's 100 years and a billion races of experience. It's like, not even that. Just that's dude, he just took off like out of nowhere uh, because he knows. He knows that track so good. He's done it so many times there in all the series. Like everything about it is just that was that shows you the difference in twenty-one-year-old Corey Heim, who's still a truck series second-year guy, first full-time season, and a guy that's been to Victory Lane in the NASCAR series two hundred plus times. Like that's the difference right there. Kelly says we have to focus more on live odds in stage one. Can get really good numbers. I feel like you know what? Yeah, that's and Man, that's the I, thing of getting I feel in the like Discord. I suck at live betting. I'm. Ever, I don't think I've ever hit a live bet. Our Discord like, doesn't suck at it. These guys. Our, are our Discord is great. I needed to just tell. Well, it, man, being in a legal betting state this weekend was so, so many fucking options. Nebraska, just fucking wake the fuck up, Jesus. Being in, is there a lot of cornfields around the field? Just out of curiosity, it beautiful. Just the race. Right, there's the, literally the track is like. Yeah. The interstate is there, and then it's just cornfields for okay. miles. Yep. It <laughs> I, I am. I do have to say, I am so disappointed in our little Slack chat that you were talking about being there with Carrie Underwood and all this, and then you said Kenny Chesney was coming on, and I literally wrote, "Does he think? Does he think the podcast is sexy?" Uh, and it was just crickets, crickets in there. <laughs> so, like, I feel the need in to my say, defense. "Hey, I wasn't like actually saying the podcast is sexy." <laughs> no, like, I, Kenny Chesney has a song. That's so, not yeah. Kenny Chesney's song, though. Are you thinking about the my tractor sexy? That, yeah, yeah that's not 110 percent Kenny Chesney. That's not no. That's like Jason Aldean, isn't it? Yeah. What do you want, bet? <laughs> let's let's ask our friend Google. 
Ask your friend. Music talk, talk Rod. <laughs> she thinks my tractor's sexy. Are you guys looking it up right now? Yes. All right. It is. Uh, She's always staring at me while I'm chugging. It is Kenny Chesney. It is Chesney. Chesney. I guess yeah, you, know, you know better than sit I it, do. Sit it down. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get back to the Anyways, bits. let's now. We don't need to get off track on <laughs> Kenny There Chesney. was great music this weekend in Iowa. That was cool. Was I was jealous of that. I'm, I'm not Ed Sheeran and all that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I was so jealous. All right. All since right, we Rob. haven't lost. Uh, all right. For me, I had Austin Hill as a top five uh, truck. Boy, that one got uh, wrecked out quickly. I was 51 laps, and uh, Austin Hill was no more. So They were uh, talking about him. The One of the little parts of the broadcast I caught that he had, like, gosh, like five top fives in a row or something in the truck series of Pokemon. Like, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was. And uh, he finished, what, one, two, three? He finished fit, or sixth, rather, in the uh, at the end of stage one. So cover that for what it's worth it just didn't yep. didn't pan out got he got it was one of those guys that just was wrong place wrong time got yep. caught up in the strategy report, call right. got him caught up in the back and it was over. Yep. Yeah. i had sewer freezing over parker kligerman this was the right call uh kligerman uh, again not a great day a 22nd place finish unfortunately freezing got caught up in it early ends up in 30 seconds i think he was in that same wreck as austin hill actually uh got backed into the wall pretty hard and that's what forced the bet to not cash. But had they ran the race out, I have no doubt in my mind. Friesen was ninth at the end of stage one, uh, second at the end of stage two. So I, no doubt in my mind, Friesen would have beat Kligerman. Kligerman again, another not great week. I mean, 22nd, easily his best finish of the truck series season. Because uh, I don't think he'd finished better than 34th before this weekend. But uh, just unfortunate that that Kligerman, or that Friesen, Rather got caught up in that in that early truck wreck. Yeah, that was the big one. That caught up the one, the seven, the fifty-two, the thirty-eight, the eighty-eight, the forty-one, the seventy-five, the forty-two, the double or the O two, the forty-five. That yeah. well, a lot then, of big hitters in there, and that hurt your next bet too. Yeah. So what was what was that one like, John? Did you were you there for that big one at the trucks? Obviously, you were there, but so this is this. Did you say is this the one with the fifty-two in it? Yeah, this is the one with the Stuart yeah, Friesen in it. There was a, a lot of upset people. Yeah. You could tell that a lot of the different fans, like, it's not like normally when you have a wreck, somebody, you're really excited that somebody made it through, or there was a lot just it, not deflated, but definitely people were. I know Friesen was pissed. I remember walking past the big jumble, and it was just quiet enough the cars weren't in front of us, and he was just, I forget who was blocking him, but he really uh, let him have it that he thought the whole reason was that he was blocking him for seven laps and he just needed to get the hell out of his way and look where he is now like look what yes i do remember Friesen was not a happy camper well zane smith was not a happy camper either he led 19 laps of this race in fact he won stage one he won stage two and then he got wrecked again this is a this is all the strategy man strategy plays a huge part in this thing and if you pick the wrong side of it this is what happens well and we saw that with logano right he stayed out one stage one in the cup race Ends up mid-pack, and boom, he gets swept up when there's a wreck. So that strategy, especially at a track like Pocono, really will kill you. Rod, we like to make sure that you get bets all up and down the board. We want to make sure you're looking all the way up and down the leaderboard. Uh, and we like to say a lot of times they're so good on these head-to-heads, they end up predicting guys finishing back-to-back. -back. So for my next matchup, let's scroll all the way down to 35th and 36th. <laughs> where luckily Jake Garcia outlasted Tanner Gray and cashed this head-to-head -head for me uh both of these guys though were actually impressive on the weekend garcia ends up starting in second place uh gray was 13th but he was second fastest to kyle bush in practice so 
it looked like this was shaping up to be a really good matchup. And then obviously they both just got taken out early. Luckily, I don't know. I would assume the same wreck. I don't, again, I didn't see that part of it. Um, but glad Garcia outlasted Gray just enough to finish uh, one spot ahead of him and uh, cash this head to head for me. No, uh, unfortunately, Gray's day ended three laps into it when he got into it with the 16 of Ankrum. And that was, that was part of the reason why Ankrum didn't have a good rest of the day is because those two cars got into it at the beginning and yeah. that was it. I'll tell you this. That day was crazy because I don't know if you guys knew because it's not like you really bet on Arca or anything. But the Arca race was fr supposed to be Friday, and it got rained out or thunderstorm. So they moved that to Saturday morning. So you had Arca. Uh, you had Truck. You had Xfinity. You had Cup practice, Cup qualifying. Both their – I mean, it was – so like when you said, do you remember, like, how was that wreck? And I'm like – that day is That's a such long a, day. That like that was such a blur. One thing I did just well, yeah, and that together, Arca race was what eight thirty in the morning or something. I mean, yeah, it was. It was I I think it's they started that before I got there. It was yeah, that wasn't gonna yeah. happen. Um, <laughs> all the points. Who's the points leader in Xfinity? Off, the, I can't remember right now. It's still John. It's Hunter, John Hunter. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. almost all the points leaders only in those four points, series, though. including Arca, didn't do too high. Like. Yeah. Or actually, well, and even over an in battle, like I didn't realize Frankie Muniz was actually in the points battle in yeah, Arca. He's up there, yeah. and he dropped like three spots because I remember in the interview after they were, he was like, "This is like they asked him the difference between acting and racing," and he's like, "You know, I never left acting." I remember him saying, "I forget who was interviewing. It could have been your friends." He was like, "Acting, I always left, and I did a good job." Like. I'm leaving this track. I'm I'm pissed. Like I never left an acting you, gig. You lose more than you win in racing, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's yeah, but yeah, some huge shakeups in uh, in points just in general this weekend. Heim did extend his his lead in Xfinity or trucks, but yeah, John Hunter's lead got cut big time in by Austin Hill's only 13 points out now. Those are critical bonus points to win that championship. Uh, Truex is still the leader over in the Cup Series, but. Over in IndyCar, even, we saw it there. Newgarden picking up two wins. He was second. Pelot ended up on the podium in the second race, but didn't do great in the first race. Still 80 Lost points Lost a lot now. of ground. He's, yeah, he's still going to win. But, you know, shake it up a little bit. At least. And, if, and if it was your friends that were interviewing the Malcolm in the middle there, Mr. Munez, if they were the ones that asked him or said, hey, we really liked you in Agent Cody Banks, they are forever my favorite person because that made me smile so much that they started an actual interview question with, Hey, I really liked you at agent Cody Banks. They didn't go for Malcolm in the middle. They, they, they I was, cackling. well, I mean, what a great name. First of all, Cody Banks. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what else is a great name? Christian Eckes. Why? Cause he wins us money. I Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez minus one ten. I was scared for a second when Sanchez started on the pole. I thought, ah, here we go. This is not going to cash, but uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, Christian Eckes started. So you can't have two polar opposites of where they started. Uh, Garcia st or Sanchez starts in on the pole, and then uh, it was Christian Eckes starting in thirty fifth, dead last on the grid. He found his way up to a seventh place finish. Did Christian Eckes? And listen, in at no point in this race was Christian Eckes even supposed to be up inside the top ten. But fortunately, he played the strategy card right, made it up there. Sanchez, on the other hand, did not. He did lead seven laps in this uh, and did not finish well. He finished in 19th. So, Ekus over Sanchez. Cashes, thank God. Yeah, good call by you. 
Uh, you also had the winning car under 41 and a half. Oh, Rod, you missed one finally. Finally. Bound to happen eventually, but uh, this was just a hope Kyle Busch doesn't get it done. Second and third place, both under this number. Shout out to my boy Taylor Gray coming home in third place. He had a good run. Love to see that. Uh, and then outright, I had host of our 12 to 1. We talked about that. Heim 11 to 1. Oh. One corner away. The second time <laughs> I have lost a winning bet at Pocono in the third and final corner. I, I, I did think of you right when that happened. <laughs> if that makes you like feel yeah, any my, better. That I, makes I me stopped feel in my tracks I, walking around. So much better. And I, I was just now. like, literally, I, my feet stopped. So just imagine in picture this just stopped. The heels hitting the ground. I kind of did that little pondering look up and I was like, Little thought oh, bubble Cody, comes Cody's, up. Just a picture of me. Cody's sad. probably pissed right now. I'm throwing shit in the media. Yeah. I was and in the media like, center watching on my I, phone, and I'm I'm like holding my breath. I'm like, oh, hold him up, hold him up, hold him up. And then Kyle Busch just goes. I'm like, I just I think I like sighed really loud. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it, it was such a great move. I couldn't even. That was the worst part. Like I couldn't even be mad because it was such like, just such beautiful racecraft. Yeah. How Kyle then, Busch went around them, and then I got mad for a second. Like after I was like, "Oh, Cody's mad." I was like, "I should be mad too." <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, I don't have underdog prop picks, so I don't care because that was just <laughs> something I would have did if it was legal in my state." So, so oh, then you did, you did miss that one. I had Bush to win the cup and the trucks. Obviously, he completed the truck side of that. Came or nowhere near in the cup side. So. Yeah, yeah, it. and going back to uh, you know minus one fifty is not for me. This was another way where you got that bigger number going into Sunday because you hit on him in the trucks, and again, very much exactly the same way we played uh, John Hunter last week. It didn't feel good taking because Bush was what plus one fifty. Plus it didn't feel good taking it. Yeah, somewhere in that range, but didn't feel good taking it. But you turn it into a parlay. You make it a plus sixteen fifty, makes it so much better and. I still don't think that betting on Bush at, at plus 150, plus 200, whatever, probably wasn't that great of a move. I mean, he wasn't up front. He wasn't leading laps until the last corner. Like, yeah, it would have cashed, obviously. And if you had it, congrats to you. But I don't think that was necessarily the proper strategy. Again, with the fact that he had only won two of the last 10 truck races, three of 11 now, I get it. But uh, I think that that this was the way to do it. Obviously, it didn't pan out in the cup race, unfortunately, but... Uh, that's how it'll go sometimes. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's collect some closing thoughts from the weekend. John, is this something you would like to do again? We need to fly you out on the company dime to another track. Is is that in the is that in the cards? Yeah. So fly him out. Back. He lives within like rocks throwing distance. True. Of, like, Ten tracks. Yeah. That's what I said. Damn Cody, East Coasters. There, there is a lot of tracks on the East Coast. I didn't really realize it until I thought about that. Um. I wrote some thoughts down as you guys were talking about the truck race since I didn't really bet on that one. Um, I definitely want to go to Taldega though, for the record, if we're just talking about like company dime and everything, like I just That's where, see, we need to meet up at like a Talladega type of race where it's especially where we can hit, where we can sweat out the big, big yeah. number bets. Oh yeah. Or I'd go, I'm super speedway has to happen Yeah, sooner than later. Vegas, um, Vegas has to but, happen. Yeah, you let me know when you like. I, I wrote a couple notes here, my final thoughts and of what I've taken away from the weekend. Take it away, Guinea. All right, here we go. Cody said something, catching up with people. You know, he got to catch up with the Marks. I got to catch up with some friends that I went to school with that I haven't seen in a while, friends that I worked with 
I really think like we could talk gambling, we could talk strategy, we could talk Danny Hamlin if he puts so and so in the wall. But really, like racing, what makes it stand out more than any other sports is the catching up with the friends, the memories. So that's takeaway number one. Number two, I accidentally got corralled with the drivers on driver intro and getting to walk through all those yelling, screaming people. I don't know how they do that and then get in a car and goes like, I was so on edge and I am a absolutely nobody. Like it was one of the craziest. I just felt like the walls were crushing in just on me. And I have so much more of a respect just as what they have to deal with as race car drivers that have nothing to do with racing cars because I saw it a lot and I've I've been around it, but that one experience. It's crazy because they're literally down there having conversations with fans that are allowed on the things. There's a lot of sponsors down there. So, you know, whoever's in town from the sponsor and they have to sit there and have a conversation. And then five minutes later, they're strapped into the car about to go 180 miles an hour at the end of Pocono, you know, at the end of that long straightaway and racing these cars like that is absolutely incredible. Um, Pit crews. I tweeted a little bit about it, but there was like a lull where I was just walking around on the grid. The drivers weren't out yet, you know, and they were out getting ready. And I was walking around and just being the interesting person. I just started asking them questions, like different things that I didn't understand. I knew a lot went into it, but I watched a guy like polish the freaking hubs of the wheel and then take a blower and blow the dirt off. And then there was, so everybody watching, imagine a tire that it's in rectangles and triangles on the rim. Some of them tape where they're going to try to grab. Like imagine not only just trying to get a tire off, but now you have a point where you want to aim and other ones tape it differently. Some of them don't tape it at all. Um, who's smaller? Gindy, who's smaller? Larson, Reddick, Gibbs, or oh god, it's got to be Gibbs. It's Gibbs. Uh, Reddick is pretty small. Reddick's no, small, I, but Gibbs is even smaller. I would without I, knowing. Yeah, without seeing them next to each other, I actually think. I mean, uh, Reddick is Reddick is. Really I, I'm, I'm like is a five eight on a good day, and I'm taller than him. Oh, I, I'm I'm oh. just about as tall as him. In fact, yeah, and you're like what? Four, I'm five three. Seven. No. Holy junk! I am not a lollipop kid, for God's sake. I mean, all guy, is pretty small. Like I would say, Larson might be the tallest out of all of them. Yeah, Larson's actually not. He's a small guy. Like we're about the same not, size you know, too. He's not very uh, heavy or anything, but he's not super short. Like Reddick is so short, you like double take and thought like a kid was wearing his uniform. Like it's so, yeah, pretty yeah. Fun. So I, again, I th- I think it'd be cool too. We should get you guys if not we just because i'm honorary member here but y'all should get a pit crew on or like a guy like a tire changer even just for like 10 minutes and let them where i was talking to him about because i went to school for kinesiology exercise science we're talking nutrition and like what those guys do in the course of the week and the training like i know we think it's a lot but then you actually get it broken down and i'm like they're like athlete athletes they're they're big guys too let me tell you we're talking about small guys those guys are Big boys and gals. Yeah. Um, and then my final two takeaways, so I don't take up too much time. I got some people from my first experience in the terms of media that just made it absolutely phenomenal. It was the people that I was sitting next to, you know, just I could ask quick questions to, and just they were really interested in gambling. So that made it fun. So shout out SGPN because it kind of brings everybody together. We yeah. exchange information. And 
if I've learned one thing in NASCAR, you always shout out the people that take care of you. So uh, Shane from Underground Sports was the guy that got stuck next to me, and I felt bad for him, but we were having a good time. Um, Brett Alper and Gianna Galley from Eyewitness News. You guys want to talk about people that hustle? Like, we might think we work hard. News people, or Rod, your journal, you, they were grinding yes. and oh, yeah. running with those big cameras. And across from me, I had another camera guy from Elmira, New York, in Kyle Nuss. And I, I don't know how they look those damn cameras around. I was, it was so hot up there too. And and, and they've got yeah. they've got deadlines. They've got to file their, yeah. their stuff by deadlines. So yep. so when the press conferences are going on, they're already typing the articles oh, yeah. and including what they're hearing. And I can't even tie my shoes and chew gum half the time at the same time. <laughs> and they and they had I was like kind of watching too. Like they would have their Twitter open. They're throwing quick tweets out, writing their article, doing all this. Yeah, and then reason. they're already done before I even had my bag packed up, and I'm like, "What is like?" It's a formula, I, bud. It's a formula. Yeah. And then I think the biggest takeaway we've talked about it, right? We just talked an hour, twenty minutes. We talked gambling. We talked everything that happened. So I think give credit where it's due. A lot of people hate on Pocono. I have a soft spot because I grew up there. I'll never understand it. It was a great weekend for all racing. So I'll get on my soapbox because Denny talked about it in his presser too, just about the families. So you have a family-owned track, the Igdalskis and the Mattiolis, and Nick and Ben are in charge. And just the thought that they put into as promoters, they killed it this weekend. I haven't been back for a couple of years, and it was hands down the most fun I've ever had at Pocono or any cup track I've been out. And then just the people that make it happen, I think that – you know, unfortunately, they don't get the credit. I have two good friends in JJ and Eric who do partnership sales. Seeing you want to talk about just running everywhere, working with all their partners, signage. Um, my one of my dad's friends, Roger, he was putting signs up 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. The sales guys were helping him because if something gets hit on a Saturday, it's they got to repaint it yep. <laughs> so it looks good on Sunday. And I don't think people knew know that. Um, and the final shout-outs go to, there's two gals who were the mascot that weekend that were trading in and off in Kenny and TK, and who were also friends. I, I would never get in a mascot suit for a minute, let alone for a whole weekend. And final shout-out is my friend Kevin Teal. He does the PR for the track. I did PR by taking pictures this weekend and was so overwhelmed. He does PR for a whole track. I said I ran into him a couple times over a weekend, and each time I saw him, I kept saying, like, I don't know how you do this. You're insane. I'm just taking pictures for fun, just prop, like having a little fun with, with, you know, the listeners. The amount of people that you interact with compared to what I is crazy and like you can't even tweet like pocono i am inside you i can at least do that like you have you have to be serious so that's my soapbox you know we can talk about everything but people make this sport work and i felt like that was my biggest takeaway is like let's give them some credit instead of critiquing denny hamlin and kyle larson who gives a shit at the end of the day it was still fun and we're all talking about it so i agree yeah. love it i yeah. agree beautiful uh, all right well i think feel like that's a fine way obviously cody i i'm gonna we're gonna ask the bosses again uh for another indie episode so we'll we'll get your full indie experience on that one because we did really well 
in that in that series. So we're going to recap that and have some fun with that. I think we I think oh, we've earned yeah. ourselves an indie episode this week again, don't you? Yeah, I think that uh, we'll have to send that message. And uh, man, from the way everybody who listened to that downloaded, it, thank you. I mean, numbers. The F1 Gambling Podcast has been really stepping up lately. I know that's a lot of people that listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. So but you we can skip it. over it. So that's hey, why you guys won? don't. We fucking who won killed it. F1 DraftKings got this this week. Uh, that was me, actually. I know. <laughs> I, I I got pressured. No, I just I've, I almost like had to double check yeah. and be like, wow, I know. Man, you, I, know I got I pressured when I was, I was on y'all last week. Oh, you always do the same lineup. So you know what? I did a different one this week. Well, I thought I thought it was so and you weird. beat I'm me like, by three oh, damn you, points you doing played, the lineup that I normally uh, do. And I was and yeah, I know. I was trying to go with the indie strategy, and it worked. Yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, all right, yeah. So we'll talk yeah, about that there that. for sure. We'll uh, we'll have an indie recap at some point, and we I can will. talk more about my time at that track, which we was will. a lot of fun. Uh, all right, well then, let's put this one to bed, and we will turn our attention to Richmond for this week, and we will have all three. No, it's the two series, right? Uh, so Xfinity's yeah. at Road America. Yeah, yeah. Two series Wisconsin. at Richmond. The other ones and at Road then, America. Yep, trucks and truck and copper at, at Richmond. So we'll be back with a full slate of shows this week. Yes, we will. So. And F one. We got the Dutch. I think it's the Dutch Grand Prix this week. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Imagine who's going to so. win that one. Uh, the homeboy. <laughs> uh, all right. So as we wrap it up, John, I'll toss it to you since you're the guest. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media and all of your work. Um. Yeah. You can find me at Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm probably going to try to get more active on Twitter. I I'm active enough, in my opinion, but I had a lot of fun in doing it this weekend, so I'm going to try, I guess, to be glued to my phone a little bit more because I'm known to just leave my phone sitting around for like eight hours. So I'm. you can find me on SGPN writing articles about the NFL, filling in on the WNBA podcast, hopefully writing a WNBA article soon, um, and in the Discord I'm probably the most active in NASCAR and F1, I would say. You could find me at the Gindy 500. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's all. Thank you all so much, too, to people who listened because it gave me this opportunity. And, again, we'll, I'll bookend it. It was said in the beginning, core memory. So Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. We'll Love put it. you on the yeah, next thanks. Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for, uh, for all the, the pictures, videos, everything. It was fun to follow on on Twitter all weekend. I wasn't able to watch a lot of the stuff on on TV because I was obviously at Iowa, but being able to follow along and see everything that was going on was uh, was pretty awesome. So appreciate it. Thanks for joining us and uh, thanks for covering all that. You can find me at Husker underscore Zeb. All my work's over there. Got NFL stuff coming out. We're getting close to the NFL season. Obviously, we've got all the racing things going on. I'll, whatever they'll let me do, I'll do it. So uh, follow me over there. And then make sure you're following the show accounts as well at NASCAR Gambling. That's where you can go back and look at all the stuff that John tweeted this week um, at F1 Gambling, at F1 Pod. Oh, boy, you, you got that, buddy? Again. You got that? At <laughs> F1 Gambling Pod. You just go back and cut that out, Rod. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. At F1 Gambling exactly. Pod. That's it. I tweeted out stuff from there. I tweeted out stuff from my account, from the NASCAR account. Mix it up. So you got to go three, follow all three. Uh, but, yeah, man, this was great. A lot of fun. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. Getting and if it makes you, and if it makes you feel better now that you know we get along, kind of like we have this, you know, we're we're getting there. We're built putting building. It's a love hate. This, it's a love this hate. relationship. I made a mistake this week and I signed to check the start finish line and I just put at SGPN and I was like, ah. so I had to re and it. You know how hard it is to write on blacktop if people don't know it's, it's very hard easy. to do with a sharp. So I had to rewrite <laughs> it to get the picture that I put up. 
Wow. That so, was good. It was a nice yeah, picture. Beautiful. So it was, you're not the only one messing up. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. Follow me on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road. Seth and Elliot will be talking about all about Pocono on there. Catch me on Fast Money for frequency's sake. Uh, put that out. A couple extra bets to end the week. And then still doing women's soccer, so catch ah, that. Women's soccer. Follow Rob. Follow me for all and fade me on all of those bets. I love yeah, it. I'm following you. You're hitting this time. Come at me, comment section. We'll you see you guys. Hey, you should have cashed on that Rodman one, by the way. Uh, I'm pissed about that one. but uh, <laughs> All right. Anyways, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to break down Richmond for you from the Cup Series, the Cookout 400. We love you all. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. Missing attention.